Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Cadena discussion with Coin Metro, Cadex, and the miners of Cadenia. Mock, mock. Let's take a listen. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, since we're, since we're getting a few more people join us now, see, so we've got um, MDC here. We've got um, Ke- Kevin's just joined us. Um, we've also got Obadon myself. I see Nicholas is in the chat as well. Uh, I've just sent you guys a request. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Donnell, how are you doing, bro? Not too bad, not too bad. Busy day, busy day. Just like yesterday. Yeah, 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 can you imagine? Yeah. Well, tell us about that. <laughs> Same oh, stuff. I don't know if I can really get into all of the details, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, hey, the grind is real. I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that. M. Adam, before we begin, and Nick and Kevin are not speakers yet. I have sent, I have sent invites, uh, but it doesn't seem like they've either accepted or there might be problems. Um, can you can you try sending them as well from your end, um, Carl? Um, yeah, I just did. If I'm not mistaken, Kevin just got. Uh, you know, Nick got disconnected. He's connecting again in a minute. Uh, Kevin, maybe you should try disconnecting and joining again as well. Oh, awesome. Nick joined us. Yeah, excellent. Oh, the beauty of Twitter spaces. Yeah, they're really temperamental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nicholas, hey. Hey, sorry about that, guys. I was having issues. I saw everybody talking, but I couldn't hear anything. But I'm here, and it's working now. Hey, man. Awesome. And no, thanks. So we're just waiting for Kevin. And Kevin, yeah, if you stuff. could log out and log back in, I think that would fix it. Yeah, that's if he can hear us. He might not be able to hear us. Possibly so. Let's see. Oh, he just got disconnected, so I'm pretty sure he did hear us. Cool, cool. Yeah. And can you invite Kevin? Yeah, I've uh, I've sent him an invite. Awesome. Right, in the meantime, we'll just sort of like, just introduce ourselves uh, to people that, that don't know. My name's Adam. I'm the community manager of Miners of Cardania. Um, I'm joined today by um, our fabulous CEO, um, Dor. He's, he's come on to host it with me. Um, we've also got uh, Nicholas Resmer that's come, that's come off from Cadex. And we've also got Obidon as well. And also, um, obviously, Kevin, the CEO of CoinMetro, that's joining us. The glorious so, CEO of yeah, how we love him. We love Kevin. Oh, Everybody loves Kevin. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so, um, would you like to just open things up, um, Echo? Uh, obviously, we we all know you. We know Mark, but um, yeah, how's your day been today? Uh, obviously, it's been pretty wild. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty wild. We had some hectic days. 
uh, we actually um, right now finished an AMA with our community regarding a few things that have happened during the last three days, a bit of dissatisfaction, some things going on. So it was incredibly important for us to address it. And I'll also add that I'm extremely happy that uh, Kevin is joining us to this spaces. I don't know if uh, you guys know, but we have this tradition in mock of like mock Thursdays. It used to be mock Fridays. That's actually inspired by uh, Coin Metro, right? And, you know, right when we just joined Cadena, we saw, wow, Kevin is like having an AMA every single week. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just had uh, the support. One second. Kevin is having some issues. Maybe he's not on his phone. Right. If he's not oh, on his maybe phone, so. yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just about to say that Kevin has a tradition in Coin Metro of uh, having a public AMA every single week. And I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, like a CEO of an exchange actually doing an AMA every single week. That's awesome. Let's do yeah, that man. as well. So we basically totally. plagiarized that from Coin Metro. Yeah, and quite Kevin quite is quite back. <laughs> uh, Kevin and Casey can hear us. Just make sure that you're on the phone version of Twitter, because if you're on a desktop version, you will not be able to um, speak. So that might be the problem. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter is very oh. simple sometimes. Oh, I think we fixed it. I think Kevin uh, sorted it out. Uh, yeah, my, my apologies, guys. I, I heard some nice things about myself, so I had to sit and listen for a while before I figured out my technical issue. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day, uh, I was supposed to join from my phone. So a little, little boomer for you. I was on the laptop and uh, couldn't figure out why I couldn't speak. But I'm here now, so <laughs> carry on. All We've, all been, there, We've oh, all been yeah. there, Kevin. We've all been there. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, th thank you again for everyone for agreeing to um, come to this space. It's a pleasure to host it for you all. Uh, and hopefully we can have a pretty positive talk about Cardena and, you know, the ecosystem, what everyone thinks of it, things going on and stuff like that. So um, as we opened up with... Um, Echo, um, would um, you guys at Cadex like to tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, sure, sure. So my name is Nicholas Ramsrud. I am the CEO of Cadex, where we're building uh, what we believe is the next generation of DeFi on the Cadena blockchain. So we're really looking to solve the problems of DeFi today with its uh, unique multi-chain scalable proof of work. And uh, at the same time, you know, looking at this problem from the scope of it being kind of an end to end problem, being a user interface as well as a protocol problem, which is uh, why we built X wallet as well. So that, you know, we can control the full user experience from the wallet to the DeFi uh, in the ecosystem. So that's just a little bit about what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be here with with Mock and and Kevin from Coin Metro. So thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that. Um, Kevin, um, awesome that you've uh, agreed to join us today. Uh, we, we do care. Obviously, we, we, we all know you, and uh, people are a bit silly if they don't, but uh, would you get to just for those that don't, and just to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, sure. I appreciate that, Mark, and, and thanks, Nicholas. Uh, a great uh, rundown on CADEX as well. 
Um, so yeah, my name is Kevin Merkel. I'm founder and CEO at CoinMetro. We are a centralized exchange, among other things, but that's an easy way to describe what we do. My own background, I've been involved in traditional finance for 20 plus years in, in, in FX, mostly in foreign exchange. I may, I kind of dipped my toes in crypto from a personal level in 2009. Somebody forwarded me literally via MMS, the Satoshi white paper. Um, and, it, and it was interesting. Many of you that probably read it at any point. I thought it was interesting. I thought it could change the game. Didn't necessarily think about currencies or anything around that nature, but I thought about just moving value, stocks, bonds, et cetera, just a, you know, across global in, in imaginary uh, lines on a map uh, that right now is just still difficult to do somehow in 2022. Um, and then right around 2016, 17, made the jump professionally, and, and that was kind of the start of CoinMetro. Oh, it's amazing. I'm so glad you made that start as well, because you, you, you guys are my, my favorite exchange, so I'm like really biased. <laughs> yeah, I love everything you guys do. Um, you've you, got, got a really good leader in, in, in you, Kevin, and we're really grateful that we've got you, um, you know, just, just in the Cardena ecosystem as well, because you, you're obviously quite a supporter of uh, us and, you know, the, this ecosystem. Uh, so speaking of that, um, let, let's talk about that. So. Um, What's um, your thoughts, uh, Kevin, on the uh, Cardano ecosystem and where it is right now? Well, I think, you know, as a as an exchange, you know, there's lots of everybody knows there's lots of centralized exchanges out there. Um, and and that usually is the first thing of any conversation I've ever had with anybody. It's always, you know, why? Why should someone look at you guys different? And I think there's a, there's a long answer to that and there's a short answer. And, and, and the short answer ties into why Kadena and where I think Kadena is headed. And the reason is, is that I think everything we do, we do with a little bit more, um, I would say, transparency and a little bit more uh, effort of trying to put our clients in front of the business. Meaning that obviously the business needs to do well because if the business doesn't do well, we can't serve our clients. But at the end of the day, uh, we put our clients first. And that means not only, you know, whether that be support, customer support, whether that be trying to help people make money and all those great things. It also means that when we, when we list things, you know, we look for the right people and the right companies and the right projects. Um, and Kadena fell nice, you know, smack right in the middle of, of kind of checked all the boxes for us. And, and that's partially because of the tech, whether it be packed, whether it be uh, the, the scalability, whether it be the kind of trifecta that they solve in terms of, uh, figuring out uh, both scalability and cost, um, you know, and and I think now we're 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 at this juncture where we have this they have this money that they're injecting into their own ecosystem, just like every other major protocol has done before them, um, and we're we're at a very nascent time for Kadena. You know, we're at this kind of really amazing, beautiful time where uh, really great minds come together and start to build really cool shit. Uh, and and, yeah, so, and, and, and this is where we are, and and that's an exciting that's an exciting place to be in. Um, and a lot of the other a lot of the other protocols, let's let's say you know the the big elephant in the room, maybe like Ethereum, have already gone through that process. And now it's not so much about building really cool stuff; it's more about maintaining and kind of trying to solve the problems that Kadena already solved right from the get go. So I think I, I I really think we're at a in, in terms of Kadena, it's. You know, every every protocol kind of has its its well, let's say its its issues. It, it has speed bumps. You know, there's there's adoption and all these things. But technically speaking, it's built better than if not all most, uh, and the ecosystem is just starting to come alive. 
Yeah, totally, I totally agree with that. Amen, amen. And what, what, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Nicholas? Have you, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this because, um, you know, I've, I've slowly transitioned from this mindset of uh, make the tech and they will come. Uh, where I see, you know, Kadena as a blockchain layer one solution being being the best, but I'm starting to realize that I think it's it's a little bit more nuanced and complex than that. And you know, with with the grant program coming along, that's going to be pushing developers over the edge into the ecosystem as well as you know coming to this climactic point where we're going to be launching very soon we see other projects like mock uh starting to prove out the technology you know we're creating a bedrock of of uh proof of concept of what pact and the cadena blockchain can do i think we're at this inflection point where we're about to see this whole thing blow up and it's you know it's every week or so now that we're seeing another project spotlight come out of the cadena ecosystem or the Kadena Eco Fund, and you're starting to see real projects come along that are utilizing the technology in new and novel ways. So I I have this kind of like uh, butterfly in my stomach feeling like this is the moment where everything's going to change. And, you know, we had a, a Twitter space. I was on a Twitter space yesterday with Wolf Financial, who's, you know, a larger um, influencer in Twitter spaces. And we had some people on the panel there we were talking. And even in that environment, you know, we there wasn't a lot of Kadena uh, awareness and they start reading it. We start talking about the technology and there's a tremendous amount of interest and and you know, amazement about the technology and what it can actually provide. So I think that we're just coming to this point where we're going to see a lot of interest entering the ecosystem, builders building new and novel technologies upon it. And uh, what happens past this point is anybody's guess. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. Uh, but it's, it's like, you know, we're quite fortunate now seeing a lot of projects coming along sort of, of the nature of things. Um, you know, people are going to be able to use what other major projects do as a, as a type of blueprint to pick up, follow and build upon. So that's really cool. Um, Echo, um, would you like to add uh, your little piece to this? Um, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, I come from, I'm going to say that similar to Kevin, I also come from TradeFi. I got a lot of experience with Fiverr. Uh, wealth management or foreign exchange. But on the other hand, all my experience with crypto was, you know, hardcore DeFi. And when we came to see Kadena for what it is and the possible applications over here, we just fell in love because we realized what's the potential. And I do think that we're right now on the threshold of no longer bootstrapping ourselves and being individual builders and moving on towards the point of almost exponential growth, right? Like exactly what it is that you said, uh, the builders that come afterwards, right? Either those that want good chain agnostic capabilities or those that want staking or those that want NFT capabilities, they will not need to work as hard as we used to work in our point, right? Because they would have already uh, have it ready. 
to fork, to capitalize on that, to leverage, to take inspiration from. And I do think Kadena is right now in the position where we're going to start seeing some massive growth when it comes to uh, projects and builders. And also when it comes to the community supporting and helping each other advance and build really awesome stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. And speaking of that, you, you've just announced a recent recent partnership with uh, TechFleet, did you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. Can I summarize that a little bit? Of course, yeah. TechFleet is an awesome little organization. Well, not really little. They have a few thousands of members. But we're right now starting a system in which Mock by itself is sponsoring internships and jobs for people that came to us from TechFleet. So TechFleet's responsibility is to recruit people that have a vision of either working on Kadena Impact or being part of Web3. So we're going to sponsor that to try and get as many builders as possible into the Kadena ecosystem, right? But we're going to do so in a way that is, I'm going to say faster, because Right now, there are a lot of projects wanting to build on Katana, but there's a lack of pack developers. So we're going to do what it is that we can do from our end to try and expedite that process a bit, giving a bit more confidence or a bit more incentives, not to projects, not to companies, but, you know, your average Joe builders to just want to get into coding, want to get into pack development, want to be a part of Web3. And hopefully once those internships, um, you know, catch up, we will be able to provide Kadena as a whole with some more talented builders and give people jobs. Yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> it's really oh, going to sound yeah. open the doors up to a lot of people, you know, especially oh, and- community members as well. So. And paid so. internships. Yes, yeah. I forgot yeah. to mention paid internships. Yes, yes, none of that slave labor shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, um, like, m- m- moving on a bit, like, so, like, we, we've talked about, like, Cadena and the things going on at the the, the moment. Like, uh, and then obviously, we've just sort of, like, listed on Binance uh, US as Cardena as well. So, that, that's been pretty nice. Um, that's really good news and good news for us American friends as well. Um, so, like, um, what what has been like your uh this is a question for you kevin by the way um what, what's been your like experience working in these current like market conditions obviously it's been a bit turbulent this past uh, several months um so how's that, how's that translated into like your business and operating as a c as a, as a centralized exchange uh it's a it's a great question I'll i'll take it from a specific angle which is i think you know, back in the day when, when I first started going to meetups and stuff, actually, my first meetup was 2010. And uh, I, I was the only, you know, bald, old white guy in the room. Um, but, you know, as we as we progress, as we progress through and, and, and have gone to more and more conferences, et cetera, there was the first few years of crypto was always about I hope they don't shut us down. That was the narrative, right? That was a strong narrative. Man, we're doing all this cool stuff. I hope uh, that, you know, uh, the governments don't come in and ban crypto. And slowly but surely, that narrative has kind of turned the corner to be like, well, we're here now. And, uh, you know, now it's kind of up to us to do things the right way to make sure that we offer what clients need and, and et cetera. Now we have all this situation that's just transpired with uh, Terra, Three Arrows, et cetera, Celsius. And unfortunately, 
we're kind of back to a narrative of, uh, well, actually, it's a, it's a kind of inverse narrative of the same narrative, which rather than hopefully they don't shut us down or uh, now, they're, they're, you know, we're, we're over that hump. We're at a point now where a lot of the bigger players in crypto have traditionalized crypto, meaning that they've brought over all the same problems that exist in TradeFi into uh, crypto and blockchain. And that's super unfortunate. So I, I think for us, it shed a big light on the fact that kind of the way we do business and and as a sex, we're probably on a very short list of, of centralized exchanges that do business this way. But uh, in, 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 in contrast to, let's say, DEXs who kind of operate this way by default, which is we need to do things differently because there are problems in traditional finance and those problems don't necessarily, uh, you know, benefit the larger populace. Right. The re, you know, the, everything that's happening now happens in traditional finance all the time. And the big boys make money and, you know, the small guys carry the bag. And I think that for, for us, it's about it's, it's shining a light on that, which is which is kind of helping us in many ways to show people how that we do business differently, that we're not, you know, fraction reserved, over leveraged. We're not taking client money and investing it in, you know, uh, projects and protocols that, that we don't investigate or, or you know, in, 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 in trying to make profits for the company before the client. All those things, I think, for us are, are kind of shining through. Um, as far as just the market in general, I think we're at an inflection point, to be very honest, uh, a major inflection point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. And like, like spe speaking about like, um, you, you know, the re recent events with uh, Luna and uh, things like that, it's been like really unfortunate to see all that situation unfold. And uh, like my heart goes out to everyone that were involved in that, that experienced any of that. It must have been like really, really difficult. Um, so like what actually happened uh, when it came to that, uh, you know, uh, so did the l l l Luna holders get um, the, distribution how did how did that go um would you get to talk a little bit about that kevin sure i mean from from our side uh, and and this may this may seem uh like a cop-out at this point but i personally i was never a fan of terra in fact i was one of the, i was fighting against we had a few shareholders that were pushing to have terra listed for some time and the big question in my mind was always how do you maintain a peg with fixed interest and and it's a simple question, and it's a question I would have hoped many people would have asked. Unfortunately, I guess not enough people asked it. Um, and at some point, I, we just decided to kind of we decided to list Terra, and I, I signed off on it because simply there was there was too many there was too much pressure from too many sides uh, saying that you know what everybody else is doing that we we want this listed. The clients wanted it listed. We had shareholders that wanted it listed. We had. So we went ahead and listed it. Of course, a couple of weeks later, well, everybody knows the story. Yeah. I, I, what 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 we did look I seeing what happened and and you know everybody kind of knew Dok Duquan's online reputation in terms of let's say not being the most humble of business owners uh and for him to kind of turn around and say oh we're going to solve this by just you know this the laziest solution possible we're going to mint a new asset and just flood the market with it because you know that works so well the first time uh we just we i made we made a decision internally we're not going to support luna 2.0 so what we did was we received the airdrops from Luna. Uh, we redistributed the value in Euro of those airdrops out to our, out to all the holders, but we did it in our own token uh, rather than supporting uh, what, what I think is just a obviously failed attempt to try and veil, you know, kind of buy some time 
uh, something that was never going to work. I mean, you know, they're, they're, if, if you modeled that on, on 27 computers, uh, all 27 would have said failure. Yeah, and I've got respect here for um, actually doing that. It takes, you know, a lot of balls to, you know, step up and uh, do these steps to protect your community. And that's exactly what you've done there. And it's, it's, uh, it's good to see um, that the leadership there. That's, that's awesome. Um, and I know it's really unfortunate, but you did the best in those circumstances. And you can't really push <laughs> something that's already failed. It's not very responsible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I hope I hope that the, the market learned a lesson and a value and, and a, an expensive one at that, but learned a lesson in that, you know, if it seems I mean, this this is like what your grandfather, you know, this is this is definitely a boomer saying this, what your grandfather told you probably at least once. If it's too good to be if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. And, you know, that that might be an oversimplification of due diligence. But if you can't pass the it's it looks too good to be true test then you shouldn't even continue to the next test. You know, that that's, that's it. You know, that, that should end the due diligence. Yeah, totally. And uh, I think speaking of that, um, there needs to be like a big push um, to, for community awareness, for them to be committing that, you know, due diligence. Cause I think there's a lot of uh, people just jumping in and riding the crazy train uh, sometimes and it's uh, a lot of time uh, there just needs to be a bit more education there a bit more research is done on the part of the investor um now like as a community management team anything that we can do to sort of like help facilitate that we do we went in the chats asking questions and, and stuff like that so uh, let's sort of talk about like managing that side of things um kevin what's uh, your thoughts on you know the community side and lo lo looking after it in that regards I think, you know, crypto is only still here because of community uh, yeah. and, and DeFi is a great uh, kind of uh, it, it's literally it proves that fact uh, because, you know, in, in, in without community, obviously none of these things would have would have ever even come to fruition because the, and when I talk about community, there's there's many different types of community. There's development community. There is community of clients. There's community of people just seeking knowledge, but it's all based on community. And I, and it, I think from a broader sense, you know, I've owned a lot of different businesses over the years and a lot of different sectors in, 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 in traditional finance, but also in almost any other sector you can imagine. And I've never, I've never been at the helm of a business that had to kind of test everything it does in such a transparent and direct to consumer fashion. Uh, and I and and even even to that point, like Web three, all the metaverse is right now is basically a direct to consumer community, because if you think about the use case of Web three right now, I'm sure I mean people are envisioning lots of use cases down the road, but when you look at even the combination of DeFi and Web three and all these different, they're all it's all about community and it's all about being able to tap into that community immediately, and make that experience interactive, and I think that. For, for us, even though we might be centralized, uh, you know, we we interact with all these different players in the market. And I think, to be honest, younger people uh, and, and, and the generations that are coming want to have that interactivity. They want to have that closeness with whatever they're doing business with. Right. It's it's kind of their way of doing due diligence. It's not about looking through reports and, you know, whatever. It, it's about being able to make that connection. And so for us, yeah, community is I think everything out of everything we've built. Um, you know, technically speaking or otherwise, community is, you know, right at the top of the list. It is a major piece of our business, a major piece of our ecosystem, and it's a major driver of every decision we make. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, 
you, you, you know, the community always has to come first. Um, we have to have like a really big push to put, put everyone first and try and make sure that we can spend time listening to people uh, when they've got concerns and stuff like that. Um, so like uh, Cadex, um, uh, Nicholas, have you got like anything to talk about like the community management side? Um, would you like to add uh, a little bit to that? Yeah, I, I, I was just like, I'm over here nodding my head as Kevin's talking because it's like this. This is the first time that I've been in a situation leading a business that is is so outwardly dependent, you know, where it's this, it's this balance of, yes, you're running a business, but at the same time, uh, it is direct to consumer meaning that our entire success is in making sure that what we do is the want of the community. And that it goes along with the whole decentralized vision of uh, what Bitcoin is about and what DeFi is about uh, and, and what the DAO is really, is, is really meant to do, right. Is, is organize a community in such a way that they can help guide and make decision, make making happen. So uh, it's been a tremendous learning experience on my end, um, but also something that is absolutely thrilling in the possibilities, you know, in, in making real change, because it's not like, you know, we're we are a a software development company. Yes, but we're so close to those that make what we do valuable that I think we have it it amplifies the power we have, you know, in traditional software development, you in some ways just kind of like send your software out into the world and you just wait and see what happens. You don't have such close connectivity to those that are using it. And so now we do. And with, with what we're building, we do, we have, we have this community of people that are very strong in their opinions on what they want to see. And, and it really short circuits uh, the, the whole development path of making something good, beautiful and usable uh, to those that, that are going to be using it. So it's incredibly powerful. It's also is very difficult at times um, but it is, I think it's going to be the thing that changes the world, um, with all of what we're trying to accomplish in blockchain. Yeah, totally. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, well, what about you, um, Echo? Oh, um, have you got anything to mention? We've, we've had conversations about like community management and stuff like privately and that. Uh, so, oh yeah. Yeah. And he's got so like quite strong opinions. So would you like to add to this a little bit, Echo? Well, I agree completely with what Kevin and uh, Nicholas have said. Uh, I never imagined I would be in a position that every single thing that I do uh, would be for the community in such an aggressive way. I mean, when you're operating on a company and you got shareholders, your entire responsibility is to please shareholders. But it is so difficult when it is so transparent with the nature of your investors because you don't have just right now three four um members of the board that are shareholders and you're having a meeting with them once a month once a year talking about things no it's about having hundreds and thousands of people from different demographics all across um the time zones and you got to be accountable towards them and you got to please them and it is incredibly difficult. And we had talks about that, me and you, like you mentioned, many, many, many times. 
that on one side, the things we must do must be for the benefit of the community. But the question is, does the community know what it is that is in their benefit? Some people want their rewards in the short term. Others prefer higher rewards for the long term. You got so many parameters over here that it is so damn difficult to control. But at the end of the day, when you do something, that thing works. You only got your community to thank for being there by your side and giving you the benefit of the doubt that everything you're doing, you're doing for them. It's not easy, but it is damn well rewarding when you get there. I, I would I would add one thing to that because I was I, I had a it made me think of one extra thing as you were as Eco was describing kind of this fiduciary responsibility to shareholders and then having your community the the where you where it does become really difficult many times and I'm sure uh, both Nicholas and, and Eco would would kind of uh, would echo this is that shareholders want one thing and their shareholders and your community wants another thing and sometimes those can be polar opposites. Uh, and then you sit in the middle trying to figure out who to appease first or who to appease and who not to appease. Uh, because obviously, if you upset the community, we're in such a community driven business that that can be detrimental to what the shareholders at the end of the day want. But it may also upset the shareholders, which is also not something you generally should be doing. So, uh, you know, many times and I've had this happen probably more than I ever would have imagined it would happen. Um, and so that kind of builds on what Eco's talking about in terms of, you know, one one person may simply want something that's going to benefit them in the next 72 hours and someone else is focused on what will benefit them in five years. Uh, but then you compound that with kind of depending on what type of shareholders you have, you may have very uh, astute business acumen minded shareholders that are focusing on, you know, long term growth, but something very specific. And obviously you have a community of thousands or millions that have a, 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 a growing voice that can be polar opposite to that. And, you know, many times, uh, not just once. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, you, the community do certainly have very strong um, opinions. And, and a lot of the time it is down to the like, misunderstandings and stuff like that. So down to a community management side, it's up to us, the moderators and, and the leadership, the founders to be able to guide and and educate and grow the community, you know, and make sure that we're because we're as transparent as possible, that any concerns that they have are belayed and um, there's some sort of constructive positive outcome that's gonna appease like the majority of people. Like as you say, you can't please everybody, but it's in our best interest to please the majority of you guys, but otherwise we wouldn't be uh, a community for very long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, um, I've got, I've got like some like more questions and uh, st stuff like that uh, for um, Cadex and CoinMetro uh, uh, for, for Kevin. Um, so, we, we might as well go like go, go through like a few of these and and sort of like open open things up to the community afterwards uh, a little bit and see if they want to get involved and chat with us for a little, for a little bit. Is that okay with you guys? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So. Um, I'll start by um, asking Kymetro. Uh, so these are for you, Kevin. Um, so the, the first question is: um, Can you share some thoughts on the Kymetro mobile app and um, how, how it's evolved? What are the benefits using it and stuff like that? 
Sure. My favorite topic, CoinMetro products. Uh, we, yeah. we can definitely talk about that. Um, so not to make this sound like a sales pitch, which is never my, you know, never my, my game really, but I think we, we've come a long way. You know, I, I would talk about being driven by community and just like our product has changed and I think matured over the last four years and gotten better and better over time. I would say our community is very similar. Our community has also matured. It's also grown and it's also gotten better. And so those thing, two things have kind of grown in tandem. So I think, you know, the mobile, our whole vision, just like I think everybody in this room, I think crypto still has uh, a, an issue of user experience. And so, and that really depends on, on who you're trying to, you know, uh, who, who do you want to adopt your product? From our standpoint, we obviously look for a certain type of, of client, probably slightly different or in some ways may, very different to like uh, what, what uh, Nicholas is probably looking for because there is a learning curve attached to DeFi and there's a learning curve attached to a, to a centralized exchange. And they're both for different reasons, you know, uh, not the same. And so for, for, for us, we, we want to make, we want to make a world essentially where you are interacting with, let's say crypto hybrid, like DeFi and CeFi services without needing to understand how they work. And I think the, the current kind of mobile 5.0 is the first time we've been able to start to really integrate on a mobile device, some of those hybrid services, whether that be you know, passive income like staking and eventually adding in different things like uh, lending and borrowing, not over leverage lending and borrowing, but lending and borrowing and other things that, that bring in a bit of DeFi-esque nature into a centralized app, but do it in a way that people that don't necessarily have the technical know-how or trust their own technical know-how can, 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 you know, can, can get involved in those types of, uh, in those types of services. So it's, it's all about getting to the point where people don't need to question, how does this work? Um, and I think that from, from that user experience standpoint, in many ways right now, centralized platforms have, have more to do in that aspect because I think most people, most new uh, people that come into the market will first touch centralized platforms because they're probably coming in with, you know, dollars, euros, pounds, whatever. Um, they, make, they, they then may make a jump into DeFi but they will come through, you know, some type of centralized door initially. So it's kind of on us to make sure that that user experience is, you know, uh, made in a way that they're, they're, they're very easily able to jump in and get acquainted. Yeah, totally. And, and that is going to be like a really, like, that's going to be a catalyst, a, a key moment when there's no discernible difference for like a user from using like the internet banking or any other sort of like social mobile application. That's the point when, you know, we'll actually start to see a flood and it will be a flood. It'll be pretty crazy. Um, and these are the types of obstacles that, you know, you guys as, as builders are responsible to try, try and sort of bridge and address. And Kevin, you, it's a wonderful thing uh, what, what you're doing there. Everything's like that, 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 that's like exactly what uh, the community need and uh, nicholas uh, would you care to talk a little bit about that uh, you know about the ui ui easy of use and you know making sort of like seamless experiences yeah you know it's really interesting to hear kevin talk about you know from his perspective in a more centralized uh financial system it's really like the same problems that we're trying to address or that i see as the most important problems of DeFi. You know, when the the real only separating factor in my eyes between uh, centralized 
finance or a centralized exchange and what that provides to DeFi and what that provides is around uh, permissionless accessibility. And at its core, it shouldn't necessarily uh, be any different. And so I, you know, the, the perfect vision of what DeFi could be would be this, this kind of thoughtless uh, user experience where it has very much a web to like functionality in, you know, you don't have to understand blockchain technology. You don't have to understand DeFi concepts. It's just works. And it's just an app on your phone that just uh, does everything you need it to do. And, uh, you know, I think we're coming out of this area or this, this era of DeFi, which was all about like, how complex can we make it? How exciting can we make it? How high can we make these APYs uh, for yield farming? And, you know, you have all these things that, that, uh, what refactor tokens into split tokens and, and liquidity tokens and everything you can do. And what that is, is just complexity, uh, poor user experience and oftentimes not sustainable. So, you know, my real vision here is to work this back into creating uh, simple, easy to use DeFi for everybody. And that I think is a two-part problem. One in the protocol level with doing things like what we do with CADEX, where we start to simplify down DeFi concepts around uh, decentralized exchange technology, getting gas away from the user, uh, simplifying down, providing liquidity, et cetera, to uh, more like a banking 3.0 type of user experience where it's on your phone, those those uh, decentralized applications are not on a, necessarily just on a web page, but they're on your application. And it is a simple thing. It's just, I want to trade this token to this token. And it just happens and it does it. So I think that this next era of adoption is going to be centric on user experience uh, and getting that that experience as near to, to a web 2.0 experience as possible. And it's going to be that pathway of onboarding from a centralized exchange to people getting more uh, interested on in DeFi concepts, maybe, you know, and, and but it's not going to have to be about do you understand blockchain? Do you understand DeFi? Then you can participate in DeFi. Uh, it, it's going to be a much uh, smaller gap between the two. So, like, uh, you've just launched your um, X-Wallet mobile application. Congratulations for that, Nicholas. That's a fabulous achievement. Um, and there's been some good feedback from the community about that. Um, and obviously, you've released quite a number of updates uh, for that as well. Um, but as far as updates are going and, like, the X-Wallet, can, like, users uh, expect to see, like, a similar type of experience to other wallets, like Trust Wallet? Are you going to integrate a DApp within there? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think the one thing that uh, I've come to realize in all of our development with X Wallet, you know, we started with the extension wallet uh, being our primary focus, giving users a form factor they're familiar with, with a MetaMask like experience. And that has its place. Right. But I think so many people are you know, smartphone centric folks where they live and they die with their smartphone by their side every day. And we need to bring that user experience towards that. So with this uh, mobile app release, we're starting that journey of uh, 
having this functionality across all the devices in the world and starting to simplify or bring that gap closer between web-based uh, applications, decentralized applications, bringing that towards the user. So what we can expect with XWallet mobile app is connectivity, DAP connectivity. So you can use your phone to connect to DAPs and smart contracts, uh, NFT integration so that, you know, the, the application itself does everything a user will ever need it to do. And then start to bring in um, some inherent capability into it, like in wallet swaps, other DeFi like applications, so that it becomes kind of a, a an all in one ecosystem tool for uh, the Kadena ecosystem. And I think it's I think that's going to be essential to adoption of not just Kadena, but of crypto in general. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally agree with that. Thanks a lot, Nicholas. Um, Echo, uh, Dar, uh, if you've got like anything to add to this, going back to like the the UI side of things, uh, would, would you like to uh, talk yeah. a bit about that? So obviously, like we're still in like really early development; everything's still like evolving at the moment. So it's like a really good time for for us at the moment to be yeah. looking at things Absolutely. like this, ease of use and stuff like that. So, of course, so. Um, Ease of use and easy onboarding is basically one of the pillars that we're aiming for. Um, mainly because that's where we think crypto should be headed. As Kevin and Nicholas uh, said, I personally think that the future of Web3, um, you know, if I can quote Dan, Web5 is a Web2 plus Web3 together. Or to try and explain that a bit more simply is I actually think that to make crypto better, we got to go back a bit, bridge the gaps between what Web 2 is and Web 3. Going for the freedom and decentralization of uh, crypto, but merging that together with the ease of use, security, and confidence that Web 2 usually provides. If we can find that sweet spot, and you know, it's always a balancing act. If you can do that, that's going to be awesome. So for Mox specifically, our goal is to try and lower entry barriers as much as possible. And especially when we're building on Kadena, entry barriers exist. To an extent, they're removed. Yeah, we got things that we're completely removing from the equation, like gas, right? With our gas stations, users don't even need to consider uh, paying gas because we got it covered. But we also got a few other things, such as a multi-chain architecture that is still, to an extent, problematic for people. But these are things that are being worked on and are being solved. And I think that soon enough, we're going to see Kadena uh, shine because once we lower all of those entry barriers and make Kadena impact as easily accessible to everybody as possible, adoption is going to skyrocket, right? And Hopefully, us in the future, like uh, Kevin and Nicholas are doing right now, we will integrate some possibilities into Mock to make it much, much, much more closer to Web2. For example, um, Cadex will be integrating uh, Fiat. Uh, Kevin, if I'm not mistaken, uh, CoinMetro recently partnered up with uh, Fireblocks that are amazing. We know them uh, very closely. And I do think that in the future, once Mock finally launches at its MVP and we're ready to improve our user experience, we will be able to integrate a few more options for our users so that their life 
are much, much, much more comfortable. Uh, I just just comment on the on the fireblocks. So yes, we did we did integrate fireblocks. I think you know I think we're all speaking the same language, and I, and to me, I think we all end up in the same place down the road. In that, you know, I don't I don't generally throw around terms like Web five and Web three and Web probably because uh, you know I, I think I'm too old to be doing that at this point. I don't know, but I like to I like to take concepts and kind of try to dumb them down, right? Because obviously we're trying to speak. Probably everybody in this you know Twitter space right now. Uh, we could throw around all those acronyms and they're not really going to have an issue with digesting them and understanding what we're saying. But to a broader audience, I think it's about it's, it, it literally is a hybrid. And and when you say Web 2, to me, I think traditional. When you say Web 3, I think, uh, you know, let's say nuanced and or something like we can even say DeFi in this in this sense. And And that's not to say that I think Web 3 is DeFi, but just hang with me here for a second in that for in, in my my vision since 2017 has always been when it comes to moving value. I don't want to call it an exchange. I don't want to call it uh, a crypto trading platform, but just moving value from one person to another. There are elements of centralization that make sense, elements of traditional that make sense. And there are a lot of elements of the, this, this nuanced uh, alternative decentralized op- options that make a lot of sense as well. And I think in the future, one, because of regulatory uh, oversight, uh, also because of kind of integrating of let's call it web two, when it comes to insurance and all these other things, we're going to end up with a, with platforms that exist in both realms, meaning that there's a choice and there's also kind of a, a combination of infrastructure. That's a, that's a combination between centralized and decentralized web two, web three, alter alternative and, you know, uh, traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree with that. I think that this is, the the realization that i have made is that there there is no such thing as maximalism in this space for for real future adoption right that every every part of this is going to need to work together to to achieve the future that we all want there's going to be um the necessity to have centralized services because not everybody on the planet is going to want to be self-sovereign and own their own keys and their own crypto, right? That, that such, such that idea, I don't think applies to everybody. Right. So I think that there's going to need to be, um, you know, this, this, everybody succeeds and there's a place for everybody at the table kind of mindset. If we're to achieve all of our collective vision. Yeah. Amen. Amen. brother. Amen. Totally. Um, you, you know, like speaking of like, uh, like we'll move on to sort of like utility now uh, of like, um, you know, what you guys are doing. Each of you have got your own tokens. We've got CoinMetro. I've got the XCM uh, token. Um, Cadex, you've got your KDX. And obviously, us at Mac, we've got a Mac token. So, like uh, speaking of uh, like utility, so this is like to, to you, Kevin, first of all. Um, so, do you want to talk about like the, uh, you've just uh, opened up the uh, masters the staking multi asset rewards um the mars program do you, do you want to touch upon that a little bit and tell us a, a little bit about that how that functions sure. Sure. <laughs> I, I think you know we've been having i've been going back and forth between kind of this talking about how traditional finance has kind of shaped a lot of the things for good or, or, or worse that currently exists in this in this in this new nuanced uh, space that we're all sitting in uh what, whatever name you want to use to describe it um when, when we, you know, XCM, the whole idea behind the token initially, you know, obviously that when we created our token, there was this whole uproar 
around the industry about, oh, you know, utility token versus security, right? This was the narrative of the day and trying to figure out, okay, obviously we all know that some, that many people, maybe even most people end up buying a token to speculate. That, that is the, that is the reality. The other reality is, is that you're not going to create a community driven business and one that's successful in the long term to actually help people achieve any type of goals if you're focused entirely on, you know, price. And so at the at the end of the day, there has to be a reason there. And, and even just to kind of create a more, I would say, interactive ecosystem, you need it needs to be exciting, just like people want to consume uh, content they find entertaining. You also don't necessarily want to get involved in an asset that there isn't some type of, you know, residual value. So how do you build value around an asset? Well, there's a million ways to do that. And, you know, we've since kind of ICO days have started to build up this ecosystem of value. And, you know, like many platforms do, you one, it's access, right? Because you're able to use the platform because in some way, shape or form, you have to interact with the token. Uh, on top of that, you add in value when you give, let's say, discounts or you allow people to, uh, you know, lock a certain amount of tokens and they get a certain amount of value in return for locking those, whether it is that they pay less fees, whether it's that they have access to, let's say, uh, very um, specific offerings. For example, we did a bond offering earlier or late earlier last year, early last year. Um, and people that were tiered inside of our XCM tiers, meaning they owned a certain amount of tokens and locked them, were able to get early access into that bond offering. Um, they, they, the people that are invested in our ICO are in a certain tier. They get even better uh, discounts, even better, uh, um, yeah, discounts across most of our most, if not all, now of the platforms that we offer. And you know, as you start to build in more pieces of your ecosystem, you have to try and figure out how do you take that asset and intertwine it with that product. And that may seem, you know, there's ways to do that like many competitors do. We've all heard about free Netflix and, uh, you know, whatever other kind of nonsense uh, value that's given because it's kind of known by the masses, right? Giving someone, I don't know, $14 a month worth of something that generally has no value <laughs> is, is a great way to market, but it's not really utility. And so you, sitting down, Mars was, you know, multi-asset rewards is a simple idea that has a, a pretty massive, potential massive impact. And that's, you know, you, you, in a, you're, you're part of the CoinMetro community, you buy some XCM, you stake that XCM, you see some APY on that, you know, on that staked XCM. But is that exciting? How, how do you make, how do you, how do you really get someone to be excited about something that pretty much is the same thing their bank does and, you know, any other platform uh, when it comes to giving interest? Well, it's, it's kind of the, let's call it the, the gift box aspect, right? You get additional assets based on what you, the XCM you stake. And, and the goal for us is to have every asset on the platform involved in that Mars product, which means you stake one asset and you potentially get hundreds of assets in return every day, every minute of every day being added to your balance. And so if it's kind of like almost like an automatic portfolio rebalancer, except you don't have to pay any money in to actually get your portfolio rebalanced. You're simply earning these every day. And if any one of them does well, then you potentially see an APY on, on the amount of you know money you had to, let's say, invest in that initial XCM purchase. Uh, it could be a hundred times. It could be 10 times. It could be, you know, the, the kind of sky's the limit as we build out our ecosystem, as we get better projects and more projects 
into our ecosystem, our, our users benefit uh, directly, passively as well. Yeah, totally. I t- totally agree with all that. You, you know, the, the building like a, a system that's providing like value to this, and and using the word ecosystem as well. You know, is it so, something at Mock uh, Echo? You might want to talk talk a, a little bit about that. That um, you know what what we're working on um, at the moment. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, the Cadena ecosystem is still pretty damn small. Right, uh, we don't have many builders yet. We are starting to have them, right? But so far, we did not have a lot of builders. So there was a big period in which Cadena was practically empty. So we started building in that period in which there wasn't a grand program, there wasn't a lot of documentation. So we see the negative effects of having an empty ecosystem. And to an extent, Mock was started because we wanted to, you know vitalize, revitalize uh, the ecosystem. Uh, one of the things that we are going to be doing within Mock, uh, similar to what um, Coin Metro is doing, is that Mock is going to assist building other projects and new projects. And part of our business model is integrating more projects into the Mock ecosystem, and preferably in a gamified fashion. So that can fit our FOs of making things extremely simple and easily approachable and easy to market so we can uh, draw investors from outside Cadena into our ecosystem. And due to that, uh, that means that tokens as well from other projects on Cadena will be available to participants of uh, the mock ecosystem. Uh, The model itself is something that we haven't yet revealed. We will be doing so next month, but the idea is incredibly simple. How can we make sure that these people that are participants of our base product, which is Mock, get incentives from all around? And how do these incentives additionally highlight those other projects and give them the spotlight that they deserve as new members of the Cadena uh, ecosystem? Yeah. Um, thanks for that. Um, it's, it's like a really good thing, in my, my opinion, you know, trying to drive. Uh, and because we're lacking so much uh, and we're going to be like really, really supportive of other projects and building frameworks that uh, people can follow, it'll really help um, hopefully facilitate things for a lot of people and make it take, take down some of those barriers of entry for some people because um, obviously it's a bit difficult for some developers migrating over to Cardano at the moment because um, there's not very many packed developers at the moment um, so it's a bit of a tricky one so we, we need to like you say we need to work on onboarding more more people into our ecosystem and start in, incentivizing more developers to come and work with us um so and you guys doing this apprenticeship now that minus of cardane is like wonderful um it's really really going to help things and uh, hopefully we can see other people um be more supportive of the ecosystem too um so we'll, we'll go back to like the point about um like you know you know utility and stuff like that um nicholas uh, do you want to talk about um you know your underlying token and like the, the utility and, and how that all works yeah so kdx is the the 
platform token um, that currently starting right now is we're looking at it as a governance token, the way to engage the community in shared ownership of the platform. Now uh, it's, it's kind of really interesting and I could get into, you know, all the legal aspects of it because of all the research we've had to do uh, in establishing not only the DAO, but also uh, the utility of the token. Um, but we've been able to create kind of a symbiotic relationship of incentives around staking of the KDX token in the in the way that uh, a lot of DEXs do, where they get a share uh, of the of the profit and fees coming from the trading activity itself, as well as uh, by accruing voting power through the same mechanism. So you stake. And you get the fees accrued as well as accruing voting power for use in the DAO. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this evolves into the future uh, with, you know, the kind of DAO protocol that we've put together. I'm really excited to actually see it all play out um, because voting power is not just going to be directly tied to how many tokens you have, but now how long you've been staked as well. So uh, interesting there. So that's in the bubble of CADEX. Now, in talking about further ecosystem growth, I'd really love to see uh, the KDX token continue to grow in its effectiveness and utility within the ecosystem. And I think we'll see it. I know, you know, we're working on some things in the background, but I think that there's going to be, as this ecosystem grows, uh, a, a use that the KDX token is going to be kind of everywhere it's going to be used for multiple platforms it's going to be used in governance across multiple things because we are you know going to be opening up our governance protocol for use in other DAOs. um i think it's just the beginning for the kdx token itself and so i think it's going to be a, a, a really interesting enticing and exciting future for the kadena ecosystem um but also for kdx token holders Thanks, Michaelis. Um, so, um, like talking about um, Cardano and, and, you know, like um, what needs to happen and stuff like that. So, like, obviously, we've talked about Cardano being on the centralized exchanges. Um, that's like, it's, it's it's pretty much out there now on, on, on Binance at the moment as well, which is really cool. Um, so, can, can we sort of, sort, sort of see, this is a question for you, Kevin, by the way. Um, can, can we see sort of like any Cardena token listings or any forecast or timeline for, um, you, you know, get, getting these uh, on centralized exchanges, like preferably ours? Uh, absolutely. So, you know, for us, I think one... I'm going to tie this back again into the kind of this traditional versus versus new markets to say that um, while, you know, I, I do come from traditional markets, I, I'd like to break a lot of the things that happen in traditional markets. And one of those, you know, for the general populace is kind of this, you know, old boys club type mentality where, you know, you know, the right person, you shake the right hand and, you know, you're, you're able to gain access to something. So. And so my, my answer to that question is we are 100% open. And in, as far as the technical capability goes, we are ready to list K assets. Um, from the other side, we do have a due diligence process. You know, we have to make sure that one, and we talked about community a lot here already, but, you know, community is a, is a big piece. In fact, more so than, than shareholders in this sense, as CEO, my biggest kind of sounding block uh, is this, is the community for 
uh, when we talk about external kind of information for our listings. So based on kind of the, our due diligence and what our community wants to see is where we kind of head when it comes to when it comes to most of our, our listings. So we're ready to list K assets. We've already looked at a few and I'm sure we're going to look at many more. Uh, we want to create, you know, we've we get into kind of most of our, our listings when, when we, we don't list things to list them. We also don't charge, you know, we don't take donations to list projects, you know, none of that, none of that crazy stuff. What, what we do is, is we go through a pretty painstaking process and when we get to the end of it. We want to make the last piece of that is to make sure that, look, we want to list you, but we want to do something with you. Like we want to move the needle with you. What can we, what can we do together as two different companies in order to help our communities uh, you know, offer a better value back to our communities. And that's an important question for us. And so part of that with Cadena, for example, I think we were the first sex to, to, uh, to list Cadena. And, and, since, and since then, we've been on this path of, of, of figuring out and putting together ideas on how we can basically help each other um, and help our, and, and at the end, and really helping each other to help the end user. Because at the end of the day, if you help the end user, you're going to help yourself. I mean, that's, that's, that's this whole community-driven business aspect that we've talked so much about. So. The, the simple answer is yes, we're, we're on board to list K assets. In fact, we're working with Cadena to get KBTC, KETH, and KUSDC live in the very near term um, and also provide essentially a centralized bridge to go in between those assets like we did for wrapped Cadena on Ethereum. And after that, the next step will be just like with every other listing, looking at where there is value inside of the Cadena ecosystem, finding those projects and also getting them listed. That's amazing. You know, there's going to be so many happy people here in here in that Kevin. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much for sharing that. Um, absolutely, really, really stoked you've uh, you've shared that with us. So thank, thank you. Um, like we've been on for just over an hour now. So um, how about we like open things up for the community and see if they've got any questions for anyone? Um, if a lot come up and have a chat with any of us, um, just put your hand up and we'll get, we'll get you up here. Is that, is that okay, guys? You okay with that? Absolutely. Yeah, sounds oh, great. Amazing. amazing. So go ahead, guys, if you've got any questions. Oh, we've got one already. Let's get you up here. It's the lucky one. Uh, you should be approved now, bro. Unmute yourself. Perfect. Hello, guys. Um, just one question regarding Cadex. Um, approximately how long do we think we need for the bug bounty and when we can see the main launch this month or next month? Yeah. So the bug bounty is intended to run into the future forever and always It's kind of part of our pathway for, as we, you know, wrap in new features and relaunch or launch new things and protocols, uh, that's going to be kind of part of our ongoing strategy. So obviously that'll transition towards mainnet and, um, you know, and making sure that we have security into the future. It also serves a kind of interesting uh, fact and something that we've already started to notice where we're seeing a lot of uh, developers from outside of the ecosystem now get familiar with PAC. So it's it's been highly successful and we've actually just accepted two bounties. So it's actually paying off, uh, which is something I'm very thrilled about. So um, bug bounty will go on into the future. Uh, now, the next thing that we're looking at is, uh, you know, the security that comes with that, but also token unlock schedules from public sales. And so, um, 
you can imagine that the timeline is quickly approaching and we are putting the final touches on uh, announcing the launch here coming very soon. And that that is about all I can say at this point. Okay, okay. And then uh, I have an, uh, another question um, regarding Mock. Um, we heard in several community discussions um, that uh, the erased KDA was sold. And uh, the question is, uh, do you guys make public for what operation activities to which time you're going to use now the raised ones? Yeah, of course. So, um, yes, we sold the massive majority of the KDA that we have raised. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we had a few members in the community asking us about that because they were extremely concerned that we're going to dump uh, the price of uh, KDA. The reality is during the period in which we sold the majority of the KDA that we've raised, uh, the price of KDA actually went up, which means that when we did sell our KDA, we did do that in a way that is, let's say, safe according to market sentiment to not create uh, a dump, let's call it. I will add on top of that question and say that Mock is a software development company. And as a software development company, I got a responsibility to my investors with all of my love to Kadena because a lot of people were asking us, hey, why are you selling Kadena? Are you not bullish on Kadena? If you're not bullish on Kadena, why are you building on Kadena? That is completely false. We love Kadena. We appreciate Kadena. We're dying to be doing awesome things on Kadena with Kadena. But our first responsibility is to our investors. And because our responsibility to our investors is to build a product, we got to make sure that we got a runway to be building something massive. That means that Mock as a company, it's not a hedge fund, right? I cannot speculate on the funds that we've raised to a degree that I'm putting the future of the project at jeopardy. So when it comes to what is it that we're going to be doing with the funds, simple. Uh, first, a major portion has uh, gone out to liquidity. Another portion is going to go to salaries for some team members. The reason why I'm saying some team members is because some team members are not getting a salary. They're only dependent on the tokens that they will receive in the future. In addition, we have additional services that we're acquiring from several areas. And finally, um, which is something that I would prefer not announcing now because based on our roadmap, we're going to be announcing it next month, but we're going to do some additional stuff with those funds, some of those funds that are catered towards boosting and incentivizing the Kadena ecosystem. But I'm not going to elaborate on that too much. Uh, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, perfect. Thank you for the clarification. Um, so because uh, in the community, there were several opinions and uh, not so many information on point. So thanks for the clarification. Then my uh, last uh, question regarding um, we, uh, we uh, KDA, um, KDA on the ETH blockchain. We saw that CoinMetro implemented it, I think last year or at the beginning of this year, and there was no major adoption. 
do we could can we see V Kelly uh, also on Cadex or is there uh, further plans that we the community don't know? Um, so. Uh, wrapped KDA on Ethereum. So that is that is basically an Ethereum token representation of the KDA token. Uh, I I think that we'll end up seeing uh, many more wrapped tokens going back and forth across other ecosystems in the near future. Uh, I think, I mean, just looking at other DeFi ecosystems, other blockchains as they've grown, that's kind of the development path and what you start to see, right? Where these, the, the edges of these ecosystems bleed into one another. And so I think that we'll see a lot more of that. And CADEX will always support any token that the community wants uh, the token to support. I mean, very soon we'll have a self-launch capability once we launch so that the, the community really truly will drive the market. Um so yes, yes, and yes, all of those tokens are going to be essential for not only the growth of the Kadena ecosystem, but of CADEX. Perfect. I, I, I would add just something quick to that, um, just to give you a bit of insight onto uh, why, why I think there may have not been as much exposure as, as probably anyone would have liked. You have to take in mind that wrapped, wrapped uh, Kadena on Ethereum or W or, 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 or yeah, wrapped Kadena, uh, essentially, was a was a was a project that existed between you know TokenSoft, Kadena, uh, and Coin Metro. And one of the major missing pieces is a is basically Cadex in that equation, uh, because yes, it's about moving Kadena into DApps that exist on Ethereum. But when you only have a one like, like what would I would consider to be like a one way communication, you know, it's like having a one way communication channel. Uh, you get a lot gets lost. So the the kind of I don't think there was a big appetite for people simply because it was one sided. And I think once Cadex is is off and running, you are going to see uh, a bigger adoption of uh, wrapped Kadena on Ethereum simply because we will have more of a two way market in terms of uh, all those decentralized DApps. And as and and to that point, as Eco starts to push more money uh, and 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 funding more projects and more projects start to build on Pact. Same same result. Okay, nice. So we could also see wrapped XCM maybe on Cadex. You will absolutely see uh, wrapped XCM uh, on 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 the Cadena protocol, and if and if Cadex wants to support it, we will applaud that one hundred percent. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you guys for your time and effort. Thank you very much for coming up and asking those questions, lucky one. There were really good questions there, but cheers for those. Uh, if if anyone else has got any other questions, uh, you want to put your hand up, and we'll we'll quite happily answer those. We can, uh, you know, there's loads of us here, so um, feel free to ask. Uh, in the meantime, I've got a question for um, Nicholas over at Cadex. Um, will um, the you, you know you know we've got quite a number of NFTs coming up at the moment, and quite a number already available. Kitty um, Cad ones specifically, for for example. Um, are they going to be integrated into the X Wallet on mobile extension in the near future? Oh, you bet. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that that we would be remiss if we didn't make a fully capable uh, X wallet experience that that covered all of the ecosystem. And so one of the things uh, that we've kind of talked about a little bit, but our developers are working with several NFT projects in the ecosystem to help create NFT best practices uh, for the token and inform us as a team on on 
what integration would look like. Uh, one of the things we're learning is that it isn't so straightforward. So we need to make sure that we all step into the NFT space at the right foot with standards in place so that integrating into X wallet is, is really easy and thoughtless for any NFT projects in the future. So we're working that now we're starting to put those standards in place and develop a good understanding of Marblade and its uh, capabilities. And, uh, and so we'll be seeing that fairly soon. Oh, amazing. Amazing. See, I, I started drooling because um, if you've not seen the Kadify uh, dashboard, that's just like come out in Cardena. If you guys have seen that, you're like, everyone needs to check that out. It's like really, really cool. I started drooling at the thought of like having that in, integrated into my wallet and being able to see everything. Um, see, it's going to be really, you know, it's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to see that. So that's awesome. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, so if there's any other questions uh, from the community, um, we'll get you up. And if not, we'll probably think about wrapping things up now. Um, so if uh, anyone, you know, any of the projects here, the, the CEOs, the founders, if they, you've got anything to add, any like final comments, conclusions or anything, um, go ahead, guys. I, I would just add, I think that it's amazing that I think the the industry itself and just the maturity of it has come a long way in the last 12 or 13 years that we're able to sit, you know, we're, we have basically sitting in the room, people with traditional finance experience. We have, uh, you know, DeFi DGENs as, as, as the, as the world would call them. We have uh, people that are looking at building and a diverse uh, amount of projects across different ecosystems and, 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 and all focusing on what I think is at the end result is just a better market for everyone involved in the market, not, not just for, uh, you know, it's not just about the tech. It's not just about the, you know, the company's not just about, I think, I think it, 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 it kind of speaks a lot to me that, that we're even here kind of sitting together talking about these things because, um, while the mark, while this market has always been open to, to, a, to a large extent, I, I can't say it's all always been that cohesive. Um, and I and I feel this is is much more. I feel much more cohesiveness in in this particular discussion than I think existed, you know, in the last few years in crypto. It's become a little more cutthroat than I think I would have liked. Um, and and I love to sit on 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 like on panels or in or in Twitter spaces and, and talk about these things with like minded individuals. So I really much appreciate that. And thanks very much for the invite. Yeah, I'd I'd love to just echo everything that was just said by Kevin. I think that this is. I, I'm starting to see way more open-mindedness and um, togetherness in all of us wanting to achieve the same vision of blockchain adoption. You know, at, at the top level, we all believe in this technology and all believe in what it can provide the world in terms of revolution for everyone across a, a, just a ton of applications from everything from finance to gaming. And, um, and I think that this kind of, level of togetherness is what's going to make us stronger in being able to achieve that vision. And really I'm here for it. On my end, I'm just going to say that I'm extremely happy that despite everything that's going on in the market and how quiet certain ecosystems are, all of us are here, all of us are building. And more than that, it definitely seems like the ecosystem that all of us are forming is becoming much more mature than things we used to see in the past. And that type of maturity in crypto is something that all of us should aspire to. Good products with good management, good tokenomics, 
based towards creating and generating actual long-term value for the investors, that's something awesome to see. And Mark Mark also. <laughs> Mark Mark. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Echo. Uh, so, guys, is it like any alpha you guys want to spill? You know, well, you're all here, you know, if, if there's anything you want to drop for people before we go, you know, go ahead. Feel free. You can if you want. <laughs> Oh, we spilled more than enough uh, alpha. I know, I know. know, And as much as I'd love to, uh, you know, I think that there's there's a couple other things that we have to nail down here. Uh, But you guys, I am so eager and excited for the next few coming weeks. Everything is teeing up to uh, achieve everything that we've worked so hard to achieve. So buckle up. Here we go. I, I, I think my my pro tip is simply that uh, if you listen to this whole the last hour and a half, you will have realized that the community is the alpha. Uh, so if you're involved in any one of our communities and you're there all the time, um, I guarantee you there's alpha spilled left, right and center, uh, whether on purpose or not. Uh, so the community is alpha. Uh, so just make sure you're involved and you're listening. Well, thank you very, very much, everyone, for agreeing to come up today. It's been a great pleasure to host you all. Um, So thanks uh, a lot for your time. Your time is really valuable, and we appreciate you taking that to sit and chill with us in the community. And I'm sure everyone's grateful, uh, you know, so people can record it. It, It's recorded, so people will be able to listen to this, um, you know, whenever they've got a chance. So um, thanks again, everyone. Um, If there's nothing else, uh, we'll just uh, finish things here then. If no one else has got anything else. Awesome. Just, just thanks so much to you guys. To say thank you. And, uh, and thanks to everybody. Thanks to the, thanks for Mark for, for hosting us. And uh, thanks to CADEX and, and thanks to Kadena Eco for all being here. And uh, yeah, can't wait for the next one. Amazing, amazing. But we do need to like schedule sort of like a like a Cardena roundtable or something, and get like all the projects to sit and it'd be pretty good to do something like that every month. We'll we'll have to maybe talk about uh, something like that um, privately afterwards. Anyway, but once again, thanks thanks everyone. Um, so um, we'll finish things there then. Actually, I, before we go, I have one thing. Actually, I, I will spill a bit of alpha, which because it goes right into what you just talked about. We're looking to put together something for Slush in Helsinki, uh, where we were we were thinking of inviting basically everybody sitting right now on this uh, on this chat, uh, but Kadena and Cadex as well as uh, well potentially Mock as well here, so that we can basically put together a roundtable um, and discuss the Kadena ecosystem, Kadena and projects building on Kadena, and discuss how that affects different you know central exchange. Basically, what we did here. But at a at a massive event in Finland in December uh, called Slush, twenty twenty five thousand attendees. So let's let's chat about that. Let's let's get in touch about that and talk about it. I'd really like to put it together. So amazing, yeah, one hundred percent. We'll totally do Absolutely, that. perfect. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks everybody that was here. Thanks for the questions, and uh, see you guys soon. Cheers. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was a Kadena discussion with Coin Metro, Cadex, and the miners of Kadenia, recorded on Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true, it really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces. <laughs>